Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. In this Life Study of Romans... We see all that we have in Adam. We also see all that we have in Christ. All we have in Adam is but sin and death. I in Christ inherit life and righteousness. What a debit in Adam. What a credit in Christ. From time to time, the Bible gives us a heavenly accounting lesson. Today is one of those lessons from the book of Romans. Thank you for joining us for the Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry in Anaheim, California. And Dick Taylor has found his way back to our studio for more fellowship now on the Book of Romans. Dick, welcome back to the Life Study of Romans. Thank you. I'm happy to be back for this wonderful Life Study. We've been seeing that there's a major shift, Dick, in Romans chapter 5, a shift from the realm of man's doings and deeds to the man himself, his person. Give us a brief recap of the point of this change in focus in Romans. Romans 5.12 is a very clear verse. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world, and through sin, death, thus death passed on to all men because all have sinned. This verse marks a great turn in the book of Romans. Up to this point, we see merely man's behavior, man's deeds, man's condition, man's position is affected and changed. Even because of the work of Christ on the cross, man's position, his condition, his outward situation has been completely settled. first four chapters of Romans make it clear that through the redeeming death of Christ, man has been forgiven and cleansed and justified and uh, sanctified and reconciled objectively. So up to this point, man's deeds and his actions and his behavior has been touched. But the person of man, man himself, has not been touched. So now we come to this great turning point. It's kind of like up to this point, we've been dealing with the fruit of the tree, but we have not yet dealt with the root of the tree and the real nature of the tree. Now this whole section changes from Romans 5 through 8 to actually deal with the person of Adam. Here, Paul gives a very sharp diagnosis in a detailed way of how sick man really is, not just in his deeds or behavior, but in his very person. Dick, this transfer or refocus in the book of Romans seems to parallel very much our own experience in Christ, doesn't it? It sure does. When we're first saved, we right away become aware, critically aware, of our actions, the things that we're ashamed of. That's true. But at some point in time, that concern begins to gradually, subtly refocus 
until we begin to realize our problem is really not what we do. Right. It's what we are. That's right. We realize the real problem is not just what we do or what we did. It's us. Let's join Witness Lee with today's life study. From Romans 5.12, there happened a big turn in Paul's writing. In the four former section, what was dealt with was not the person, was not the man, but the man's doings, the man's deeds. Paul, by his writing, has brought us out of that fallen state with all kinds of doings and into a realm that is called the realm of grace to enjoy God. But this only means the change of a position. Nothing changed in man's nature. Nothing changed in man himself. Now, from verse 12 of chapter 5, Paul comes to the man. What can man, man is? Man now is a person with sin, singular sin, within. And man is judged and condemned and it's also under the reigning of death. Now, I would call your attention back to what we have seen in the last part of chapter 5. I give you a contrast between the two men and between the two acts and between the two results and between the four reigning things. I give you all the things already, but now I used another way, another way to impress you. Here you have one column. The column belonging to Adam. And you have another column. The column belonging to Christ. I do believe many of you have learned bookkeeping or accounting. And you do know what is an account with one column full of debits. Another column, hallelujah, full of credits. <laughs> then let us reckon. Let us count. On the debit side, the number one item is Adam. Adam is a great debit <laughs> to all of us. And then under Adam, the second item is transgression. Adam's act is called transgression, offense, and disobedience. This is a big debit. Under this item, you have the third item, so simple, sin. Through Adam's offense, sin came in as another debit. Following sin, you have the judgment. You know, when Adam transgressed, sin came in. Right away, God exercised the judgment. The number five debit is condemnation. Following judgment is God's condemnation. So now, what is the total? 
of this debit. Debt. Debt is just a total. Have you got it? Adam, transgression, sin, judgment, and condemnation. What do you get? Debt. Okay. This is the universal debit column of the human race record. Dick, I think we should all be impressed by now by all the items that we have received through our association with these two men, Adam and Christ. To make the point more graphic, Witness Lee has drawn upon an eternal accounting ledger. What does the ledger so far show in Adam's account? So far, what we see are six items on the Adam's account. And these six items show us what kind of debits there are with Adam. Uh, First of all, Adam himself is a tremendous debit. Adam being sick with sin, hopeless, helpless, unable to express God to fulfill anything of God's purpose and desire. So Adam himself is the first great debit. Then secondly, transgression or offense or disobedience. Another tremendous debit with this one. The third item of debit in uh, the Adam's account is the debit of sin. Then the fourth item of debit is really judgment. Because of sin, God must judge. And the judgment that needs to be rendered to such a person is condemnation. So all you have is condemnation. And you add these first five together, Adam, transgression, sin, judgment, condemnation, you get the grand total, which is number six, death. What a sad situation. What a tremendous debit. So this is what we have in Adam's account. Not just Adam himself, but every descendant of Adam, even everyone who's listening to this broadcast. In Adam, this is our account. Thank you, Dick. Let's go back to the accounting ledger and see what gets credited. Let's rejoin Witness Lee. And in the record, we have a column that is credit column. And the first item is Christ versus Adam. Tell me, who is better? Adam or Christ? Adam may be just $10. Christ is more than 10,000, thousand billions. No comparison. So, Paul says, Adam is not as Christ. Adam cannot compare with Christ. Christ exceeds Adam. I'm so glad. I don't care for what David with Adam was. It means nothing. I have Christ. Under Christ, you have the obedience. The second item. The obedience to death on the cross. And this is called the righteous act. 
Could you count how much is the obedience of Christ worth? Even the computer cannot do it. Oh, Christ's obedience versus Adam's disobedience. Christ's righteous act versus Adam's transgression. Now we have the grace versus sin. Paul says, where sin is abounded, there grace much more abounded. How much more? I don't know. Even Paul cannot tell me. Just much more. That's all. Much more. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about the debit of sin. Because the credit of grace is much more. Amen. Then, on the debit you have judgment. Now, please tell me, on the credit, what you have, probably you didn't pick it up. Gift of righteousness. Gift. God's grace came to give us something free. And God's grace gave us what? Free as the first item. Righteousness. The gift in chapter 5 means the very righteousness given to us by God's grace. And grace as we have seen, is nothing less than God himself to be our enjoyment. And out of this enjoyment, that is grace, the righteousness of God is given to us as our gift. Hallelujah. Out of sin, there was judgment. Now, out of grace, there is righteousness. Amen. Righteousness is versus judgment. Righteousness takes away all judgment. I have righteousness. How could you judge me? I'm as right as God is. And how could I be judged? No judgment. As long as I have the righteousness. Praise the Lord. And then following righteousness, we have justification. Justification versus condemnation. Have you got it? All five items versus uh, the debit five items. Now, what total do you get? Hallelujah. The total on the credit column is life. Okay, let's have a balance. Let's have a balance. Debt on this side, debit. Life on this side, credit, which is bigger. Life. Say it. Life. And what can life is this? The eternal life, the divine life, the uncreated life, the unlimited life, the life that swallows of death, the resurrection life. Well, Dick, we have to praise him that we were not left in Adam. But there is an entirely new set of books for those who are in Christ. Is that right? That's right. Hallelujah for a new set of books. Hallelujah. It's really wonderful, isn't it, what we have in Christ. As with Adam, we had six 
definite components in that Adam's account, concluding with death. Now we realize there are six positive items of credit in the account that's in Christ. I'm so happy like you are to be in Christ today. The first item in in Adam's account was Adam. The first item in Christ's account is Christ himself. Amen. What a credit. I mean, if we put this into monetary value, there is no way to calculate the worth. Christ himself, the complete God, the perfect man, the judicial redeemer, the organic savior, he's all in all. Paul said he's the reality of every positive thing in the whole universe. How much credit is there when you have Christ and you're in Christ? Secondly is obedience. Uh, With Adam, you had transgression, but with Christ, you have complete obedience. I like a song, a hymn that we sing. It's talking about the humanity of Jesus, and it says, all of thy complete obedience is available to me. When you look at the Lord's life in the Gospels, not one second did he ever disobey. Not once. But in Adam, and even we, by nature, as sinners, we do nothing but disobey all the time. What a privilege to have this precious account and that we could be in this person, Christ, and partake of his obedience. Thirdly, we have grace. Oh, grace. (laughs) Grace is just God to be our enjoyment, our supply and our enjoyment. And in Romans 5, 17, it says, much more those who receive the abundance of grace. Wow. And the gift of righteousness. Well, the next item here is the gift of righteousness in Christ's account. So this means that as we enjoy Christ as our grace, we receive Christ as the gift of righteousness. This righteousness is not something you earn. This righteousness is a person you enjoy. I tell you, the most right person in the whole universe is the person who's enjoying Christ as grace. And then the fifth item in this Christ's account is justification. Rather than condemnation, we're justified, approved by God, and we have this wonderful living Christ in us. God can approve us as we enjoy this Christ. And the total of the account in Christ is life the eternal life, the indestructible life, incorruptible life, the very life of God. I'm so glad that we are in Christ and we are not in Adam. You mentioned a hymn. We have another one I know that many Christians enjoy. All I have in Adam is but but sin and and death, but I I in Christ inherit life and righteousness. I like this accounting. I like this accounting. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study. Paul wouldn't talk. From chapter 5 to chapter 6. Here, it is altogether not a matter of the conditions, environments, but of persons. To which person you belong? We don't have two situations. We don't have two states. But we have two persons. We have two men. The first man, Ida, with all the debits. And the second man, Christ, with all the credits. Paul says, don't you know 
that as many as have been baptized, have been baptized into Christ, into a person. You were born in the first person, but you were baptized into the second man. Baptism is to put people into Christ. Amen. It is not a ritual. No, it's not a ritual. It is an act to put the members of Adam into Christ. To make a big transfer. Amen. To get you out of Adam. And get you into Christ. Amen. We were born in Adam. Now, by being baptized, we have been identified with Christ. Especially in his death and resurrection. You have to realize, when we were baptized into Christ, in a sense, we were put to death. Just like you sow the seed into the earth. That means what? To bury it. But actually, it's to grow it. So, by being baptized into Christ, we all have grown together with Christ. In the likeness of his death. Now we are growing together with him in the likeness of his resurrection. That is the newness of life. You were dead with him in his burial, in baptism. And you are now alive with him in his resurrection. You have to see these two points. My, I have seen that I was dead with Christ. And I have seen also that I am living with Christ in his resurrection. So what? So all the time I reckon myself dead on the one hand to sin and alive on the other hand to God. Then based upon your figuration, your reckoning, you have to do something to present your body, to present your members of your body as weapons of righteousness to righteousness. In chapter 7, verse 23, you see, the law in the flesh, warring against the law in the mind. There is a fighting, warring. Today, we have to consider every member of our body should be a weapon Amen. to fight the war, to fight the battle. If you would do this, to present all your members to the righteousness as weapons, you would be spontaneously sanctified. This means you just take side with the very resurrected Christ within you as life. You take side with the resurrection life. You just side with the eternal life. By this, 
you give the eternal life all chances, all opportunity to work within you. And that is what? To separate you from anything common, to sanctify you. So eventually this kind of presentation issues in sanctification. We have to reckon, we have to present, and we have to reject sin, and we have to cooperate with our God. Dick, let's talk about this final point in Romans 6 of our being in the likeness of Christ's death and also in the likeness of his resurrection. We had an interesting picture here that when a seed is planted, it both dies and grows. How does this relate to our being in Christ? Romans 6.3 says, Are you ignorant that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? And 5 says, For if we have grown together with him in the likeness of his death, as considering as a seed falls into the ground, on one hand, its outward shell dies. But intrinsically and essentially, the life kernel begins to grow. Likewise, we, by baptism, are identified with Christ. We are not coming to some kind of ridiculous ritual. But we are coming to a precious experience of identifying with and being absolutely one with Christ in both his death and his resurrection. So, as we exercise by prayer, exercising our spirit to identify with the Lord as we enter into baptism, we enjoy both the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. We identify with him. Well, as we pass into the death and enter into and enjoy the death of Christ, surely Adam cannot remain. Only Christ can pass through death. And not only that, we are resurrected with Christ. And through his death and resurrection, we are transferred out of Adam with that humongous debit account into Christ with all this tremendous credit. So we both die and that's the end of Adam, and we're resurrected with Christ, and we're growing in him as a result of his death and his resurrection. Dick, there is a real experiential flavor that has been uh, conveyed through this life study on all these points in Romans that are, in one sense, and traditionally very doctrinal, it seems. It seems that way. But these are really so significant in our experience of Christ. And That's it has, right. the life study has just opened them up in this kind of way. That's right. Baptism is not a ritual. This is a life matter. We get out of Adam and we get to grow in Christ. We get to be one with him in his life so that we can grow together with him in resurrection. We have another wonderful life study of Romans. And Dick, I look forward very soon to you rejoining us for another one of these tremendous openings, unveilings of the riches of God's Word. I look forward to being here. And aren't you glad that we today are in Christ? We are in Christ. Hallelujah! And we've inherited life and righteousness. Thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this program. 
For more information on Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, please visit our website, lsm.org. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.